U.S. senators spar over the rules of the Trump impeachment trial. So far, the Republicans are winning. This is Blackburn. The death toll from the new coronavirus rises to nine in China. Chinese health officials warn the virus is adapting and mutating. And some Ta'al evacuees defy the lockdown order to return to their homes inside the volcano's danger zones. Good afternoon. I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Welcome to the program. The historic impeachment trial of U.S. President Trump begins with a sign it could proceed in favor of the Republican leader. That's after the Republican-controlled Senate blocked a Democratic bid to force the White House to produce new evidence. Let's get details now. Let's get the latest from our North America Bureau Chief, T.J. Manoto. He joins us live from Washington, D.C. T.J., no surprise there, but I guess the question now is how far, how long can they block all the Democrats before that one, their strategy backfires on them. Is that even a possibility, TJ? That is a very good question, Carmina. Well, so far, more than eight hours have passed today into day one, where the Democratic House managers and President Trump's legal team debated on the resolution of U.S. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to set the rules to be followed for this impeachment trial. Now, so far, the Republicans have had their way. An early twist today, though, was at the start of the Trump's impeachment trial was a scheduled change at the opening arguments that was supposed to be done in 24 hours, but only divided in two days. That would have meant hearings would have run for 12 straight hours from 1 p.m. to 1 a.m. This was met with backlash from the public, the Democrats, and even some Republican senators, and eventually led to McConnell amending his resolution in handwriting to make it down to three days making the sessions only run for eight hours per day. But, as you said, Carmina, the biggest debate would be the amendment proposed by Democrats for four more witnesses that they did not hear from at the lower house and the documents of evidence that they were denied access from the White House, from the State Department, and even the Office of Budget and Management. Congressman Adam Schiff and the rest of the House impeachment managers extensively presented their case for calling witnesses and new evidence. They even touted the precedent of the previous 15 impeachment trials at the Senate that all had witnesses and new evidence, even the most recent, the Clinton impeachment trial in 1999. Now, Trump's legal team responded by saying the Democrats did not do their job in the lower house and they should not leave it to the Senate to do it for them. They even added that the president's communications with advisors are indeed covered under executive privilege. In the end, all of the Democrats proposed amendments one by one to subpoena State Department and White House documents regarding the Ukraine call and military aid so far have been voted down along solid party lines, 53 to 47. Termina, an hour ago, there was a call by the Republicans for all the Democrats' amendments to be stacked into one and voted as one. But so far, U.S. Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer said no, but he said he is willing to possibly move the remaining debates and votes on each amendment to tomorrow as they are now going into hour number nine. Termina. As you said, TJ, we're just on hour number nine. We've got a long way to go. Joining us live from Chile, Washington, D.C. Thanks again. Our North America Bureau Chief there, TJ Manotok. Appreciate it. The race to contain the Wuhan coronavirus outbreak intensifies. There are now nine confirmed deaths in China due to the new virus. It has also reached the U.S., Macau, and Taiwan, as well as Thailand, Japan, and South Korea. So far, there are more than 400 confirmed cases worldwide, but health Health officials in Washington assure the U.S. public the U.S. Centers for Disease Control is on top of the situation. 
CDC is in close contact with our late local state partners who are key to identification of these patients early. They are also key to communication to travelers as well as to clinicians in the area. I'd like to compliment my collaborators in Washington State for the prompt and efficient action to identify this patient and make sure that he is being treated appropriately. The spread of the mysterious virus is fueling fears of a broader epidemic as China enters its busiest travel period of the year. The World Health Organization advises against traveling at this time. Based on current information, an animal source seems the most likely primary source of this outbreak, with limited human-to-human -human transmission occurring between close contacts. Based on previous experience with respiratory illnesses, and in particular with other coronavirus outbreaks, and our analysis of data shared by China, human-to-human -human transmission is occur occurring. More cases should be expected in other parts of China and possibly other countries in coming days. Chinese authorities have warned the new virus is adapting and mutating, posing a challenge to health authorities who are trying to control the outbreak. America's first case of the new coronavirus is a man who returned to the U.S. from Wuhan January 15th, two days before U.S. airports began screening passengers arriving from the Chinese city. The man lives in Snohomish County, that's in Washington state, and is currently in a hospital near Seattle. And this is certainly not a moment for panic or high anxiety. It is a moment for vigilance. We understand how people would be concerned about something that's new. This is human. This is probably healthy. I just want to say there's nowhere in Snohomish County that I would be reluctant to take my new granddaughter or my family members. This is a low risk. It appears to have a transmission vector that really should not prevent anyone from going anywhere in Snohomish County except maybe the isolation ward at the hospital. Airports in major U.S. cities like San Francisco, Los Angeles and New York have stepped up their monitoring of passengers flying in from China. SFO is one of the three airports in the United States that has had uh, CDC screening of passengers coming in from Wuhan, China for the novel coronavirus. My understanding is that uh, passengers that are coming in from Wuhan on board are being distributed a questionnaire and that questionnaire is then turned into CDC staff upon arrival at the airport. Those passengers are being diverted into a separate area inside the customs facility where they're being interviewed and evaluated by CDC personnel. Here in the Philippines, the Bureau of Immigration has ordered stricter measures across all ports of entry to safeguard against the new coronavirus from China. As a precaution, all incoming travelers will be screened for any sign or symptom of the virus. Ground staff are especially on alert for those arriving from China and from countries that have reported cases of the disease. We sit na well trained sila and meron kami mga PPE, personal protective equipment for them to wear kasi they are dealing with a different kind of disease. No?
The latest now on the rumbling Taal volcano in the Philippine province of Batangas. State volcanologists say they're now considering lowering Taal's alert level, which is currently at four. This as weaker earthquakes and lower sulfur dioxide emissions have been recorded in the past 24 hours. But officials say they're not yet discounting the possibility Taal can still explode. Significantly weaker yung mga earthquakes. Uh, but uh, compared to some before, itong mga uh, earthquakes na to ay unti-unti na silang nag-diminish, pati yung mga low-frequency events. Pero hindi ibig sabihin ay kampante na tayo. Ini-evaluate po natin yung probabilities na magdi-diminish yung activity. At kapag po ito ay tuloy-tuloy ang trend, magsa-stand down po tayo sa next alert level. Ang ulit hindi po, again, ibig sabihin na pwede pong pabala, pabalikin lahat, ano? We will not recommend that. Well, some Taal evacuees managed to sneak past authorities and return to their homes despite a total lockdown being imposed in the volcano's danger zones. ABS-CBN's Dennis Dato is now on the line to tell us more about this. Dennis, go ahead. Yes, sir, Carmina, there are still a lot of people within 14-kilometer danger zone despite the total lockdown in Taal Batangas. Policemen guard the main highway. But there are inner streets where residents can secretly, uh, secretly enter and get back to their homes. ABS-CBN saw the situation inside. There are people who do not want to leave. They told us that they will only leave when the alert level of the Taal volcano has been raised to alert level 5. But while it is still on alert level 4, they will still clean their houses, get all their belongings, and feed their domesticated animals. Among seeing the villagers, uh, the policemen were surprised. They patrol from house to house, ensuring that not a single resident will remain inside. They close the street where their villagers entered. Sal Mayor Paul Mercado pleads his constituents to follow the authorities for their safety. Hermina. Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte's satisfaction rating hits a new record high in the last quarter of 2019. That's according to a new social weather station survey which said eight in every ten Filipinos are satisfied with the president's performance. Now, this gives Duterte an excellent net satisfaction rating of positive 72 above his previous record of positive 68 in June 2019. For the Philippine government, the record rating shows Duterte has the support of the Filipino people because they feel what it calls the president's legacy of real change. In that same survey, more than half of the 1,200 respondents said they expect Duterte to fulfill most of his campaign promises before his term ends in 2022. When it comes to the president's health, 60% of the respondents said information on that is a public matter. On to some sports action now. NBA superstars Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic went mano a mano in today's lone regular season game. Both Doncic and Leonard scored 36 points, but it was Leonard's LA Clippers who walked away with a 110-107 victory. Leonard drew solid support from teammates Laundry Shamet, Lou Williams, and Montrez Harrell, who all scored in double figures. The Clippers improved to 31-13 this season. That's second best in the Western Conference behind the LA Lakers. The Mavericks dropped to fifth in the West. In U.S. college hoops, a massive brawl broke out near the end of the Kansas Jayhawks-Kansas State game. 
Punches were thrown and bodies went flying into the disabled seating section at the Allen Fieldhouse. The melee started when Kansas forward Sylvia D'Souza emphatically blocked an opponent's shot, then taunted him, drawing a technical. Two Kansas State players quickly went after Sosa, then both benches joined in on the brawl. Multiple fans were caught in the middle of that fight and then scrambled to safety. Police officers and the coaching staff of both teams eventually broke up the fight. Penalties are expected to be handed out to players of both teams. Many golfers have tried but failed to sink that rare hole-in-one. In California, an amateur golfer accomplished that feat despite playing with a real handicap. Take a look. That's today's online edition of Dateline Philippines. Thanks for joining us. I'm Carmina Constantino. Don't forget to like and share this video and leave your comments below.